Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You know what? I'm actually going to end the countdown early um, because I know we got to <laughs> um, we all everybody listening. You already know the countdown goes for 30 seconds, but I just cut it short because we actually all have uh, some stuff to do real soon. But we wanted to make sure we discussed a couple things today. Um, so let me go back to my formal intro here. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. I am your host, Jeremy Nichols, here with my co-host today, Jack Balsley, Nelson Newth, another co-host today. These are my these are my guys. And um, before we hop into anything basketball related, because obviously we have some stuff to talk about, you know, some big news in the NBA in general, some big news for the Nuggets, you know, what we saw last night. And, um, you know, just a couple of thoughts that I thought, you know, we could all kind of discuss real quick here. Uh, Nelson, real quick, how are you doing, man? Um, I'm doing well. Uh, how you living? How you living? How you both living? I'm (laughs) living the dream. So, (laughs) life is good. Very cool. Doing good too, man. It's exciting. A lot of, a lot of fun basketball last night. So ready to talk about it. Absolutely. Well, obviously, um, I know it would probably make sense to to talk about LeBron real quick, but listen, man, this is still a Nuggets channel, um, Nuggets show, so we're going to talk about the Nuggets game last night. First and foremost, um, the Nuggets did play the Minnesota Timberwolves probably for the first time in a long time where the Nuggets were not on the second night of a back-to-back, and it's funny because Michael Malone actually mentioned that last night in the post-game presser where he was like I mean this is the first time we've played them all season without it being our you know the second night of a back-to-back for us you know so I thought that was interesting that you know he even made mention I thought it was just kind of just us kind of joking around on the internet although it is true Um, but of course the Nuggets absolutely destroyed the Minnesota Timberwolves last night. Uh, Jack, what were your thoughts just in the first quarter? We obviously saw the Nuggets had a 30-point lead in the first quarter and Michael Porter Jr. with 19 first-quarter points. One, what were your thoughts on just the overall feel of the first? Yeah. And what were your thoughts on MPJ, man? Yeah, I mean, you, you love to see it. I, I really like I because th- I, I think it was about 17 to 14, something around that ballpark, and then they went on a 36 to – to two runner or some numbers very close to that, but loved to see it. It was, was a little, I mean, not concerned, obviously it's, it's the, like the first 
five minutes of the first quarter, but it was just like, all right, they're picking up it a little bit slow. Curious how they're going to respond to that, especially with everybody in, but uh, everybody in, but Murray. So it was really good to see just the team play as, as the cohesive unit they've been playing as all season. But in this, it seemed like more of an elevated version than it had before. So, I mean, they tied the series with the Timberwolves. I know mm-hmm. the first two wins with or the, the two Timberwolves wins, wins were off of back to back. So <laughs> kind of a mic drop night for the for the Nuggets at the end there, which I really enjoyed. But you know, I love to see Konkar. He was doing good. I, I mean, all the all the bench was performing very positively. I, I really everybody on the court I was I was impressed with. There was no one that was really disappointing me. So it was good to see. Absolutely. Nelson, talk to us. What were your thoughts on, on just the overall feel of that game last night? Um, same as Jack. I mean, um, I think it just shows from the MPJ standpoint, like this dude has not reached his ceiling. Um, and I really wish um, that he would incorporate um, some kind of a, you know, a, a more consistent um, drive to the basket kind of game where it's not just all perimeter because he's six foot 10, six foot 11. I mean, it's hard to guard that big of a shooter. And I love the fact that he was on fire and he was carrying the team and um, it wasn't just him, but um, just loved the potential that he showed last night like that's who he can be really on a night in and night out basis um i thought other people definitely contributed if that was one of aaron gordon's better games um the joker does his thing you know triple double in the first first half first half yeah uh, which is insane number 95 i believe um for his career and um yeah, just an incredible show out. I mean, what I think we heard from Minnesota was, oh, yeah, we wouldn't mind seeing the Nuggets in the playoffs. And I think this pretty much just shut them up. Yeah, And I, it was a statement game for Denver after getting beat by 30 points. They they had a, a mindset that they weren't going to be denied and they were going to show out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did. And so that was fun. It's fun to see a blowout every once in a while where you can just kind of go ah. <laughs> <laughs> relax chill absolutely yeah. now nah, it was it was fun it was it was such a fun game to watch and um you know you were you were just seeing it early just like you mentioned Nelson it you could kind of tell that the team just had that mindset like you guys embarrassed us I understandably you know we didn't have anybody playing in that game but at the end of the day, it's still an ego thing, right? It's still a, all right, let me let me show you what it is. And, of course, the Nuggets were even without Jamal Murray still. But Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., I mean, KCP hitting shots, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown. I mean, everybody contributed. Obviously, Aaron Gordon, like you mentioned. Um, but I'll tell you, my biggest surprise last night was probably Ish Smith, right? Because mm-hmm. I think he got he got a decent amount of minutes, and it was the pace that he was moving with the ball on both sides of the ball. And I do believe that he actually got the defensive player of the game chain. I do believe he got that last night because I think Michael Malone uh, mentioned that in the presser because I think they asked him about the defensive player of the game. And he said, you know, Aaron Gordon and, um, you know, KCP are always in the running. But he said the way that um, 
that Ish Smith played on both ends of the floor, you know, last night and just the way he was just contributing in, in different ways. Um, he thought that that was just excellent. So he gave him the defensive player of the game chain, which I thought was really cool. Um, but it, it really did kind of show that, listen, Ish Smith can still play, man. I understand he's a journeyman. He's been on, what, 13 teams, which is, what, maybe an NBA record, I believe. Um, but he can play. He can absolutely play. And, you know, I think that in itself kind of it lessens the blow of this whole bone situation that's been going on because, of course, um, you know, you guys have been seeing it too where – different players are coming out in in defense of bones especially michael porter jr um because he's saying listen man i don't want him to be traded you know you know he's saying i want him to still be on his team that's one of his best friends um and his best teammates and stuff and i saw even deandre jordan um made mention of that situation as well you know just saying listen our job right now is just to make sure that he's comfortable and while he's here um you know so so that, that whole situation i think uh, we are coming up to the trade deadline, which is tomorrow. Um, so, of course, I think it's it's an interesting time as a Nuggets fan. It's because we see how amazing the team is playing, but there's still something to say where it's like they could still get even better, you yeah. know, and, and we will find out tomorrow um, what direction this team is going to go in. I mean, I think I think there will be a trade. Um, I think I think a trade is is going to happen tomorrow. Um, I do see that that Bones has been gaining a lot of interest from and I, I mentioned a couple teams um, like even last week we were talking about it. But I saw maybe I thought Toronto, I think the Toronto Raptors were looking at at Bones as well as the Chicago Bulls, the ones that were mentioned, I think, by Mike Singer. I think he was the one who reported on those two teams. Um, and of course, you know, there's other teams that have not been made mention and you already know what it is. The day of the trade deadline is such an exciting day. Yeah. Um, so we will, that's why they kind of have trade deadline shows and all these different things happening. Um, so just before we, we, we get on the topic of LeBron James, cause I think we, we do have to discuss what amazing thing he did do last night. Um, Obviously, with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow, do you guys have any just final thoughts, anything that that you think um, could happen tomorrow? I know we've talked about this a couple of times, but, you know, things change as different reports come out. And um, there is there is one there and for me. I'll tell you all, I, I'm starting to really like the idea of a nice trade with the Chicago Bulls, uh, because I think they have a couple pieces that I think could really help the Nuggets if if the Nuggets could somehow, somehow find a way to get Caruso and Drummond, mm -hmm. I think those two right there shore up something for the Nuggets going into the playoffs that I think not a lot of teams, and those guys are not expensive players for real. Yeah. You know, they are absolutely acquirable, right? So um, those that would probably be my favorite team to, to – because I think Caruso – Fits, he fits exactly what the Nuggets are doing right now. These guards who can kind of play three and D, and he reminds me of, of more of a, a polished version of Christian Brown. Um, that's kind of how I feel about him. And Drummond, I mean, the other night Drummond had 21 points, 15 rebounds, I believe, two blocks, two steals in like 18 minutes. It was like someone he can still play, right? And if you have that coming off the bench for you, come on, I think that that helps us a whole lot. So. Um, so, Nelson, I'm going to start with you here. Um, obviously, with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow, what are your thoughts on just what could potentially happen? So, um, again, what I heard today was um, three teams interested in him. Uh, one, New Orleans. Uh, two, Minnesota. Um, 
Minnesota, what a great organization. Um, <laughs> oh, that's another sport. Um, let's see. And then the last one being Toronto. So first of all, if I'm a general manager, my golden rule is not to trade him within the conference. So I right. would take out Minnesota and New Orleans. Well, definitely personally. the division. Like, well, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. If um, Chicago's in the mix with those two players, I, I think that would be wonderful. I heard some other ramblings that they were interested in Cam Reddish from um, the New York Knicks this Did week. That, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I also, um, there's another Twitter, Twitter follower, follower her who said on uh, about Toronto, um, Precious, um, Precious Akamba, Achua, Achua if yeah. If I'm not butchering his name too bad, <laughs> he actually only makes two million a year, and so that would be an easy one for one trade. Um, and then the kid from Indiana that, that Toronto also has, we'd have to package something else to get him. But any one of those two players, even Cam Reddish, I'd be fine with. I'd be fine with Caruso. Um, he doesn't bring that scoring element, but he brings other intangibles. Uh, Drummond would be great. I'd be happy to see him on the team. He's 285 pounds, so he's just a beast under the glass. Um, any of those guys would be fine. The bottom line is actually in seeing Bones on the sideline, I, it, it actually makes me sad yeah. that we're yeah. going to lose him it in does. some way. Mm-hmm. It just um, it's too bad it's come to this because he is a young person. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes when you're young. We've talked about this. It just is unfortunate because I do see a bright future for this young man. And he is really likable. Um, so all the other crap that's gone on, I just think it's unfortunate that we're at this place. Um, I, I really wish that there was a way for him to stay. But again, yeah. I think last night proves it again. They don't even put him in the rotation. If you don't put him in the rotation, you're basically saying, hey, he's gone. Right. Um, so that's my take. Passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, absolutely. Jack, talk to us. What are your thoughts leading up to the trade deadline tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I, You know, similarly to Nelson, just all the prospects you've said are, are kind of still the front runners. So those would be my go-to guys as well that don't really have to elaborate on that. But I just think that or actually I do have a question for you guys is what, what do you say happens if there's no trade? I, I, obviously we think bones is gone, but what is your opinions? If the nuggets don't make any moves, are you really disappointed? Are you just kind of like, Oh, that's a bummer. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Ooh, Nelson. You, you, you I'm happy he stays. Yeah. I mean, just be honest with you. Like I, that's what I want. Yeah. Like I don't want those other players. Um, He's a young player, ascending player. He's got some things to learn. Um, But, you know, his teammates like him. 
Um, I, I know the fans like him, and I would like to see him stay if there's any way possible. So I think that's a great question, Jack. Yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree. Um, and I think, you know, I've made some, like, definitive statements even on Twitter and stuff because it's kind of like – you. In my opinion, it it doesn't look like there's a situation where he does stay solely mm-hmm. because of the way that the team has handled him over the past mm-hmm. couple of games, right? And I think that's just a logical view on it. Um, if do I want Bones to stay? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I think if we can find a way to to get past the trade deadline, Bones is still on the team and he just, you know, buys into everything that's happening, then that's another weapon that we can use in the playoffs, right? Because he he's obviously talented. I think the biggest issue has always been, especially as of late, because I don't know if you guys have seen the um, the worst defenders in the league list. Like there was one that just came out and it was like the top 15 worst defenders in the league. There were three names that stood out to me on that list. Bobo, Will Barton, and Bones Highland. Three of the top 15 guys is obviously guys that we know very well, right? Yeah. Um, Bobo was more of a surprise to me because, you know, I guess to me it's like, I mean, I, I guess he, I see him play some level of defense, but I think, you know, for me right now it's still kind of like just effort when it comes to Bobo. He's one of those guys that has all the talent in the world. And another situation, obviously, with us talking about Bones, right? Yeah. He, is, he is absolutely talented, absolutely. Like nobody can deny that he has – ridiculous talent it's just you have to have when you got a player like that they have to buy in they have to buy into what you're doing um not just offensively not just shooting 30 35 plus feet jump shots you gotta you gotta get down and dirty on the defensive end as well right you know one of the biggest things where like we could look at a player like Nikola Jokic right Mm -hmm. obviously he's not perfect defensively in no stretch of the imagination like nobody can say that he's perfect defensively but the thing that we are seeing with with Jokic is consistency. Look at we, what we've talked about. You know, you're seeing the trolls online talking about efficiency merchant and all these weird terms for Jokic. Like that's supposed to be a bad thing. If he's efficient, that means he's good. It's really that simple. Um, so that's what I that's what I see for Bones. Honestly, I think if the if the Nuggets don't make any trades overall, not just Bones, but if they don't make any trades yeah. at all, it would be it would be interesting. But I wouldn't be too surprised only because. The Nuggets have been playing so well, right? And I think maybe in their minds, you know, from like a Calvin Booth perspective, stuff like that, they might be saying, hey, listen, let's not move too many pieces because it could affect, you know, just the chemistry and the vibe that's happening right now. So I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I would still kind of be like, "Mm, I still think they could have made a couple moves here and there. So Uh, to question your point, though, what what would you say if they don't trade Bones and but to your point, how how they want to keep it moving? How how does that how does that look? How does he stay on the roster? Like right. how did, how does that because because I know like you like we've mentioned the players love him, so it's not like they have to sell him back to the team because right. he isn't a team issue. But what would you say? Like is it awkward? Like how awkward is it? And how much does that affect the overall winning? Right. No, I'll be honest. I mean, just just from a fan's perspective, it'll yeah. definitely be awkward. Yeah. Oh, it'll yeah. be awkward. So yeah. I can't imagine what it'll feel like in the locker room because yeah. you know you, you, i think when all this stuff first started you're you're paying even more attention to the body language on the bench mm-hmm. like every time they pan over to the bench i'm like hold on let me see what bones is doing is he smiling <laughs> yeah. is he clapping yeah. is he happy yeah you know um and we'll also talk about that that so a, like a bench thing real soon because we're gonna talk about the whole lebron thing and it's something i saw last night that a lot of people oh, talked yeah. about on espn oh yeah um 
but yeah, I mean, you, you honestly, it will definitely be awkward. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it'll come down to be, it'll come down to him and Michael Malone, whatever True. that relationship is, um, because it seems like, you know, bones is supported by a lot of the players on the team, you know, yeah. which is fine, you know, um, but we have to see Michael Malone get back to that point where he believes yeah. that bones can be a, a main contributor on this team. Because as you already know, we talked about like MPJ in his first couple of years. I know he was injured and stuff like that. Yeah. But when he started to play, he was still essentially in the doghouse, yeah. you know, and he had to earn that time, earn that time. Like his dad had to mention all mention some stuff and, yeah. you know, so I guess it really, it really comes down to Michael Malone and his trust. But yeah. in terms of, the players and how they move forward. I truly believe it will be awkward at first, but um, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's a business and it's also something where they got to be able to get past it. If he's still yeah. on the team and he, be, he goes back into, into the rotation, you guys got to sit down and be like, all right, cool. He's on a team. Let's do yeah. it. You know, that that's all a team thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how I am too. Like I'd welcome him back with open arms. And I think the fans would too, but it's just, it, I, I just don't know how, he'd get back to where he was before they benched him because of the awkward, like because of Malone's distrust. And so right. it'd be very interesting. But one, one thing I did want to point out before we're done with, with Minnesota and all that, it was the highest scoring quarter ever in Nuggets history. 49, right? Yep. 49 Ooh. highest assists in a quarter in franchise history was 16 wow. most assists in the NBA in a, for the season in one game. And then was the fourth floor. Yep. And then the fourth fastest triple double in NBA history with the kick. So just wanted to throw, I know I'm the stat guy. I want to throw some stats out there. And uh, <laughs> what it's funny. Cause actually even one more stat uh, I looked at while you were talking about defensive, uh, the worst defenders, I looked up a list right. and Malik Beasley and Austin rivers are also on. It, so. <laughs> <laughs> of course <they> are. <laughs> so, you know, like they don't, they don't catch a break with that stuff, but, um, but yeah, it's just wanted to, the fans to know too, how much history they were making with that, with that crazy blowout. That that was that was. Thank incredible. you, Jack. Yeah, Jack that's the man. man. <laughs> <laughs> um, old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, and then on the Bones thing, really quickly, just to wrap that up, like, yeah. I think everybody's growing up in the room. And, um, like, I, I don't think it would take that much work to get it back to the point where it was before. True. So um, if you think about that, like, I really believe that they could work that out. That yeah. that to me is yep, the agreed. least of I, I mean, I think Bones is also thinking about, look, this is a championship team. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking like this kid's on the bench. He's like, what a great fan base. I've got all these players that love me. Like, 
you know, fans love me. I'm in a championship little um, situation right now with this team, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back in the good graces of the coach. I think that's all doable stuff. And I think bygones be, be bygones. We move on and do that. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's my, you know, kind of glorious outtake to what could right. be um, possible if everybody was able to just get past it and move on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we'll see. We got in 24 hours, we will know. We will yeah, know yeah. if, if, Bones is still on a team. We'll know how the team has to adjust and, you know, we will go from there. But, you know, looking back at last night, obviously, while the Nuggets were absolutely spanking the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, something else was happening. No one else right? cared. There was, uh, there was some history being made in the NBA. One of those things that you never really think you're going to witness in your lifetime, you know, especially after you've seen it like one time, um, but you never really think you're going to see it again. You know, like for me, um, when, you know, when the, the scoring title was was broken last time by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1984, I was not born yet. So, I mean, I didn't I didn't witness it happening when it went, you know, at that moment. But of course, you know, years later, obviously, we, we finally were able to see LeBron James um, surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the number one overall all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Um, well, obviously, and that was for regular season points, but because um, it's funny, he he had, he was already leading yeah. in the combination of regular season yep. and, and postseason together. Um, but that regular season award or the the that number was the one that was really significant to him and everybody else. So, you know, I just wanted to obviously mention, you know, to congratulations to LeBron, because I think that in itself, um, you know, just, just being, it, it, it is such, it is such a, an amazing feat because think about all of these guys who came into the NBA and all these guys who were scorers, like their initial, like everything you think about them, they're like, Oh yeah, they're averaging 28, 29 a game. They're the best scorers of their time and their class. And, to think that LeBron being this versatile player, you know, somebody who, yes, he came into the league and he he could score very well. We're not going to deny that. Yeah. But most people know that LeBron is an excellent assist guy. Like he's top 10 all time. And I believe he might be fourth. I think he might be fourth on the assist list of all time. I know he's up there. Um, there's a number of lists that he's like top 10 on, which is pretty incredible to think about. Um so what were you guys thought? I mean, obviously this was happening while the Nuggets game was still on, um, but it was still history that was made. Uh, Nelson, what was your thought? Like just when you, when you found out about it, when you heard about it, when you witnessed it, um, what were your thoughts on just LeBron breaking that record? Well, um, it's kind of funny because I think there was lots of people that spent over $100,000 to see that game last night. Oh, and yeah. I was thinking – what if he doesn't break the record <laughs> there and like they're hanging out like what just happened and I, how come I have this Scores big 34. in my pocketbook? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's obviously one of the greatest players. I, I think it's kind of funny how we all overreact to situations like to say that he's the GOAT. To me, he's not the GOAT. To me, Michael Jordan is it's the still GOAT. It's Michael Jordan to me too. Yeah, and I mean, was does that mean that Kareem was the goat before that because he had the record and yeah. how many championship point. how many championships did Kareem have? Um, uh, so I mean, to me, like 
he is one of the greatest players of all time and there's no doubt about it. And it's, you know, his uh, longevity in this, um, in this league and what he's meant to the league is um, special. Um, and I think everybody has to acknowledge that. But to me, to me, there's only one goat in the NBA and it's Michael Jordan. And there, there's the debate. I mean, there's, it's either him or LeBron. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Michael, but um but, you know, I think LeBron deserves all the credit for what he's done in his career. And he's going to continue to build yeah. on that record. Oh, yeah. And people are going to say, is this record unbreakable? Um, yeah. Because it's just the longevity of this guy. He's um, how old now, Jack? And he's 38. I think he's 38. Yep, yep. yep. And um, he's still a top five player right now in the NBA with everything mm -hmm. that he does. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, you cannot stop the guy. If he wants to drive the lane, you're not going to stop him. Right. I mean, he's yep. just um, a freak of nature when it comes to his athletic ability and his basketball skills. So, again, I'm not taking anything away from him. Uh, be yeah. very clear about that. He's obviously a great one. Um, for me, it's Michael Jordan. For somebody else, it could be LeBron. And I think there's room for that argument. Yeah. Um, but uh, great career and congratulations to uh, King James. Absolutely. Jack, talk to us. What were your thoughts just, just witnessing it, hearing about it, seeing it happen last night? It was it was crazy. Um, not to make you guys feel old, but I, Michael Jordan, was done with the Bulls before I was born. Um, oh, wow. So uh, one year. So I'm not going to say I'm that I'm that young, but <laughs> I, I was born in 99. So, um, but, to, but to, my po to, to Nelson's point, I only grew up with LeBron. So when I think of greatness, I just see LeBron. And now when I, I, I love history and all that. So I, I do also think it's Jordan, but the fact that LeBron is averaging one of his highest points per games in a season at 38 and he's tied with his most blocks per game, like, like, how are you doing that? Like, it, it's just one of the most impressive feats. And, you know, I've always had a trouble with any sport of calling someone the undisputed goat. Football is harder because of how different positions are. But with basketball, I mean, eras are so different. They're playing different styles. Like, it's just really hard to judge. Like, uh, like when you get these fans saying, like, LeBron could beat Michael in one-on-one, -on -one, like – you know, like LeBron was playing in the 2000s. Michael Jordan's playing in the 80s and 90s. Like, it's just such different basketball. So right. I just, I've never really liked that, like, one-on-one -on -one comparison. Now, the reason I would put Jordan over was just, I would say, his influence on basketball and how, how the game culturally changed and changed just the view of it and, and popularity of it. Um, but, again, like Nelson said, it has nothing to do with taking away from LeBron. He is... He is its he is his own beast and he is just impressive by all means. And so it is it, just a tough to a question. I have a question for you guys is how much do you weigh in for a goat debate on, on longevity? Because you look at guys like Kareem who played for 20 years, LeBron's going to be playing for 20 years or he's almost there. Um, so it's just like, it's hard. Cause yeah, they are the highest scoring, but it's because they played for so long. So what are you guys thoughts on that? Can I add something to um, Jeremy? Um, that also they lost the game last night. They did. Um, yes, they did. And as it stands right now, they're not in the playoff yeah. mix, really. I mean, they are in the mix, but they're really far down the list. Yeah. Um, that's not an indictment on LeBron James, more so yeah. uh, indictment on the team that's around him currently. Yeah. But 
it is interesting that they lost to Oklahoma City last night on his big night, and they continue to struggle as a team, um, which doesn't break my heart on any level, but in the same <laughs> sense, like, it's, it's a part of the bigger story also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, nope, yep. No, go, go ahead, Jack. I was just going to say to that point, I looked at something funny. You mentioned that, Nelson, because I was looking at something on Twitter last night about how when he passed Jordan, they lost. When he passed, uh, like he, there was, I remember five stats about him passing someone on the all time greatest list. And, and the he Lakers, lost every The Lakers lost every single game. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, I just hope he becomes a nugget next, next season. So let's hope they kind of keep moving. But uh, no, but but yeah, it's just it's sad because it's he is putting his heart and his soul in that team, and they're giving him nothing in return. So, anyways, Jeremy. No, listen. I mean, to answer your question about um, you know the longevity of, of different players, obviously that that's the biggest factor, right? Because yep. you can also you can also factor in the fact that. Michael Jordan left the game for a couple of years when played baseball, you know, it, like if, if Michael Jordan had not retired in that, in that little span right there, the, the yeah. right between the, the two, three peaks, right. Can you imagine that if he had not left, because I can't imagine anybody winning in between that time. I, I still no. think, I still think they were, they would have beaten Houston. I still think they would have beaten the Rockets those, you know, those, those two years. And, um, can you imagine how many championships that is, man, that is, un, that is, it, it's so hard to think about how good and consistent that team was to think how many championships they could have won in a row. Yeah. You know, and honestly, there would be no goat debate whatsoever had <laughs> Michael Jordan not, not retired. If he didn't leave to go play basketball or go play baseball, we wouldn't even be, I, we, I truly believe we would not even be talking about it right now. Eight because, in a row. <laughs> dude, that, that, that would have been undeniable, undeniable. <laughs> You know, so but of course, with him, I think what Michael Jordan played, but maybe 13 years, um, yeah, something right around there. So you're, you're already talking seven less years. Think about you can have you can essentially do so much in seven years. That is insane. You know, so you're absolutely correct, man. I think the longevity side of thing um, does play a, a huge factor. And, and because it really comes down to your availability on the court. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing that they factor into look at Nikola Jokic and his MVP. Yeah. You know, MVPs, I should exactly. say, you know, it's the it's the comparison between him and the other guys who, yes, they they are really good players and they put up really good stats. Mm -hmm. But Nikola Jokic is always available. He's always there. He's always showing up. And I think that is that can also tie into obviously with years that you play in the game. So, yeah, you are absolutely correct um, that I think that that is really the biggest factor. It's really how long you can play the game. And for somebody like LeBron, who has been able to do it at such a high level for so long, that is the most impressive part because you could be yeah. in the league. Look at like, look at Udonis Haslam playing for the Miami Heat. Yeah. He's been in the league for some time, <laughs> but he doesn't play. Yeah. And and let's be real. Nobody's looking around like Udonis Haslam is a, is a high quality free agent. Nobody, mm -hmm. but, but he brings something else. But LeBron is still at the top of his game. It was so interesting last night um, seeing the, the, the video, the, the tribute video yeah. with, with certain players from his draft class, like Chris Bosh, D Wade, Carmelo saying all these amazing things about him. When obviously, like I mentioned, they were in his draft class and none of these other guys are in the NBA anymore. And some of them have been out of the NBA for years. Yeah. And LeBron is still playing at a high level. It no. makes no sense whatsoever. Now, last night when LeBron obviously broke the record, we, we were talking about, you know, 
teammates, right? There was a little clip that, that was shown from a cell phone angle on the side of the bench. When LeBron hit that shot, um, he hit that shot, that little, that little mid-range fadeaway to surpass Kareem for the all-time scoring record. Everybody in the building was standing up except one guy. <laughs> His teammate on the bench, Anthony Davis, right? And we were obviously talking about bones and different things like that, how, the way it correlates to the Nuggets, um, body language on a bench, things like that, because that stuff matters. This morning on ESPN and all these different shows, they mentioned that Anthony Davis clip. I saw Jalen Rose mention that the way that he perceived that clip was that Anthony Davis was jealous, that he was just like he was hating on LeBron. Like these are the different things that people are getting from that moment because you got to think this is your teammate that you won a championship with, right, who just became number one all time in just NBA history and scoring. How do you not sit and celebrate or how do you not stand and just celebrate your teammate? Because it looked really bad. Just the optics alone yeah. looked really, really bad. Jack, yeah. just, I, you know, when I started to mention it, I saw you kind of shaking your head. So obviously you yeah. knew what I was going to talk about. Yep. What were your thoughts when you saw that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's one of those like the media, if the media could construe something, they would try to. But th there was just clear cut like. Everybody knew that was going to happen or was going to happen very soon. He's walking around behind, not paying attention. Like it's one thing, like it just, like you said, it just reeked of jealousy. And it, it's funny too, it, in correlation with the nuggets, literally bones Highland has been in an argument with, with management and with Malone and, and they're still laughing and hanging out on the bench. And then you got a guy like LeBron who's about to break the all time point record and all of his teammates, but one are standing up beside besides ad so i don't know i i just again i feel bad for lebron like he just it doesn't seem like that culture is what it used to be especially since the bubble which i don't want to talk about that but but uh <laughs> but you know but like it's just it's just been such a bummer that it, they just haven't worked on anything it doesn't seem like they're a cohesive unit and i feel like that really was really shown in that moment absolutely nelson what were your thoughts last night just i, I don't know if you did you see the clip of anthony davis I I, I kind of go in the other way because I'm an old fart and an old doctor. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't. I think it's more of a nothing burger um, okay. with a with with him. I mean, they obviously get along as teammates, and maybe it was an injury, a cramp, or something going on. I don't know. I, I just think it was made up and made bigger than it really needed to be, just right. because that's something they they want to focus on at that moment. The real focus is the fact the guy broke an amazing long standing record. It's not um Anthony Davis sitting on the bench. It's just something to talk about. Right. But I don't think it's anything uh I don't think it's a big deal. And I think they tried to read into it too much personally. Um I'm sure A D is very happy that uh LeBron, his teammate and friend, um, you know, got that record. And so I, I think it's overblown personally. Gotcha, gotcha. Well Listen, I just, I just think, I just think the the optics did look very bad, um, yeah. and I think even like after the game, where um, like like AD just kind of looked pissed, and you 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 know you guys mentioned it, they lost the game, right? So you know Anthony Davis when when asked about it like after the game, he was just like, you know, I just want to start winning games. So there was no real emotion to anything else, you know. It was just all about winning games, which 
I mean, that's what that's what we're here for, right? Yeah. But it is what it is. Obviously, you know, we spent way too much time talking about LeBron, but he deserved it because I yeah. thought that was such a big thing. Now, obviously, we got a couple more minutes on here. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about with you guys today, we've been talking about stats and just history and all these different things. And, you know, Nelson, you are our historian, you know, in the building. So I wanted I wanted your thoughts on this first. Um we talked about like those two years where Michael Jordan wasn't playing and, you know, obviously with the Houston Rockets getting, getting some championships there and, and led by Hakeem Olajuwon. Right. You know, and, and most people revere Hakeem as one of the best centers of all time, if not the best. I know some people do look at him as the best, depending on who's who you're asking. Um, tying this to Nikola Jokic. Right. When Nikola Jokic's career is over, obviously he's he's 27 now, so he's like in it, just started his prime. So we're just now about to really start seeing what he can do. And at this very moment, he's already a two-time MVP, you know, about to be three-time MVP, could potentially have a championship and a finals MVP under his belt by the end of the season if things go according to plan. Um, but just just obviously we're we're way ahead of of, of schedule here. But Nelson, what are your thoughts? Because you've seen a lot of these different centers. You saw Hakeem last night, obviously being surpassed by LeBron. Where do you see Nikola Jokic being at the end of his career on the all-time centers list? I think it's very possible that he could be a top 10 center for sure. Um, And even higher than that, uh, maybe top five. But when you look at the top five, let's just kind of think about it out loud. Um, You have Kareem, obviously. You have Bill Russell. You have Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, you have Shaquille O'Neal. Um, to me, uh, somebody in that mix would also be Akeem Olajuwon. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of my top five, and I'm, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. If you included Tim Duncan in that list, he would obviously – if he didn't think he was a power forward and more of a center, he would be yeah. in that list. Yeah, he's yeah. a power forward um, to me. <laughs> Bill, yeah, Bill Walton, mm-hmm. uh, if he didn't have the injuries. But, again, he's I think Joker's better than that. Than that. Um, so he's um, – Shaquille. I mean, so you have those players that – the, you know, standing legends that are um, currently on the, the top of the mountain um, – and I think it's hard to break into that. Um, I mean, Russell won how many championships? Uh, Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points. How many championships? Um, so I think the Joker is definitely on the rise when it comes to that stuff. And believe me, I would love to say he was number one. Yeah, well. um, he's, he's the best uh, nugget of all time, for sure, uh, surpassing Alex English. So um does he uh go into the top five of all-time centers i think he could certainly be that person his skill set is so different than anyone else we've never seen a passing big man like this guy i mean he's leading the nba in assists at seven feet tall um that's never been done by anybody so Mm -hmm. uh he's certainly gonna have all those accolades and deserves all of those and um yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely top 10, and could it be higher than that? For sure. Absolutely. Jack, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just to wrap it up, I, I think it's really all the ones Nelson said are the ones I agree with with top five. I mm-hmm. think if we're talking just numbers, I think he's got to win at least – if he wins this three-peat MVP, that's a crazy feat. And then uh, it's got to be championships. I mean, yeah, I know, I know, sure. I, of course we want that, but I think if he gets two championships and there's a three-time MVP, you could argue he's number one, but it's really, 
it's really a, a how you view number one. Is it the most points? Is it the most wins? Is it so it, it, it's all about that. And I, I think that it, it's very subjective, but I think he can, I think he can ascend it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, obviously just to, to kind of close everything off here. Um, the reason I asked that question is because I have, I've already started to see people talking about it, right. You know, you, you have people going back and forth about who they think and, you know, Nelson, you know, just like Jack said, it's those guys you named, man, that's, that's, that's a tough crowd to get involved in. You know, once you start talking about Bill Russell, who won 11, 11 championships, Wilt Chamberlain, who, you know, most, points in a game in NBA history and then also because you got to think about it look at all these records that Jokic is starting to get mm. they're all wilts yeah all of them it's like every time like oh <laughs> it's the first center that averaged this and this beating Wilt Chamberlain or the first yeah. center that did this oh it's Wilt so for a guy who who had so many like records and stuff like that it's it's pretty insane obviously with Kareem you know I think I believe Kareem won six championships and he was just obviously dominant, you know, with the Showtime Lakers and everything. And it's tough, man. Hakeem Olajuwon, I think he, what, two, two time, that was the, the back-to-back championships they won on the, the years that Michael Jordan was out. And um, Shaq, I mean, you already know what Shaq, what, four-time NBA champion, yep. just a dominant force, right? So it will be tough, but I'll, but I'll tell you, you know, just like you said, it will come down to championships. If Nikola Jokic can get, I want to say, two to three, yeah. He has to, he has to, it has to be more than one. I mean, one will be, one will get him into the conversation, For sure. but more than one and more than two, I think will, that's where it'll kind of solidify that like top five, because he will obviously have the, the MVPs to back it up. You will have the, the statistics in terms of assists and things like that, that none of those other guys have been able to get other than Wilt. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see. But I just wanted to kind of bring that up just to see what everybody thought, you know, in the moment. Because, of course, we're still very early in his career, still very early just overall. But um, he absolutely has the potential to do it. And the simple fact that we even can talk about it in any stretch of the imagination, it means that he is an amazing player. So obviously we're getting to witness a lot of greatness right now. So, guys, before we head out of here today, do you guys have any final thoughts? Peace, peace, and more peace. That's why I like Peace it. and love. <laughs> Jack, what about you? That and go Nuggets. Yeah. Go Nuggets. I think, we, <laughs> I think we, can, we can all agree on that. So listen, everybody who is uh, tuned in to us today, obviously this is Denver Hoops and Dreams. We try our best to get you guys some of the most interesting content um, in Nuggets Nation. So we will continue to do that. Um, like I said, my name is Jeremy Nichols here with Jack Balsley and Nelson Newth. We are signing off today. So go Nuggets and we'll catch y'all next time. Have a go Nuggets.